Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we try to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. Here is your host, Drew Myers. I appreciate you tuning in tonight. Let's ride. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. I'm Drew Myers. Every week, we try to inspire people to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. We want people to start living on purpose. We want people to stop saying, I'll just do it tomorrow and start living a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. We have got a great show tonight. One of my posts leading up to the show, I actually said it might be my best show ever. That may be a little dramatic, but it is going to be a good one. Now, a little radical honesty. For the second straight week, I am pre-producing my show in advance. Last week, I was in Red River, New Mexico, marking number 28 off my life list. I wanted to attend a songwriting festival. I got a chance to mark that off my life list. It was incredible, and I definitely want to talk about that at some point. But I wanted to share why I'm not in studio tonight, because this is a cooler story. I'm helping one of my former guests mark something off her life list as we speak. We always say on this show, it's fun to make a life list. It's neat to mark some stuff off. But it's life-changing if you can help someone mark something off their life list. It warms my heart. It fires me up. It gets me up in the morning. Well, I was presented an opportunity to help one of my former guests do that. A few months ago, we had Miss Caitlin Butts, a fantastic singer-songwriter from Oklahoma, come on the show. And we started talking about her goals, dreams, and aspirations. Does she have a life list or a bucket list? And during the conversation, she mentions to me that she would like to give her mother two donkeys. And I told her to tap the brakes because I could actually make that happen. We have donkeys on our property, and they continue to have babies, and we can't keep the babies. So I told her that I would load up two donkeys in a horse trailer and take them to Ardmore, Oklahoma for her. And that's what we're doing as a family as we speak. I'm so, so excited to help Caitlin and her mom mark this off their bucket list. For us, we I guess we just take donkeys for granted, but for them... It's something that's very important, and I'm excited to share with you guys what Caitlin and her mom have to say when we get up there. Why was this such a big deal to them? That's what intrigues me more than anything. Why are certain things on people's life lists or bucket list? Why are certain things important to some people and not important to other people? I think that's what differentiates us from everybody else, our goals, dreams, and aspirations, and what's important to us. So we will definitely talk about that next week. Helping Caitlin Butts, Mark, get a couple donkeys off her life list. Now, even though I'm not in the studio, tonight's show is solid, I promise. I got the chance to interview Jamie Lynn Wilson on my trip to Red River. We sat in the chalet, that's the fancy name for the cafeteria, at the bottom of the ski slopes, and talked to her about her music, being a mommy, and of course her goals, dreams, and aspirations as well. She's fantastic. I enjoyed the conversation with Jamie Lynn more than I can possibly explain. Just like we do with all of our artists, we'll be highlighting Jamie's music throughout the show tonight, including our kickoff song in just a few minutes. Also on tonight's show, we'll play an excerpt from an interview with the founders of Purpose Coffee. Purpose Coffee and the Defining Audacity Radio Show have created a partnership, and I wanted to get Julia and Russell Williams on the show to tell their story. 
They are changing the world by roasting and selling coffee from Dalhart, Texas. Super cool story, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Again, we'll be running an excerpt from our conversation. If you want to hear that entire interview, the podcast will be uploaded by the time this show is over. I encourage you to check that out. Speaking of podcasts, every week our show is turned into a podcast. Our interviews, the individual interviews are turned into podcasts. So you can catch all of those wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker. We post them on our Facebook page, Facebook backslash Defining Audacity. Check those out for sure. If you hear part of an interview and you want to hear the rest of it, Go download one of the podcasts. If you miss a show completely, you can download a podcast of the entire show as well. Again, I appreciate you tuning in tonight, wherever you might be. If you're listening in the greater Glen Rose area, you're probably listening to 95.3 KOME, where country and rock come together. If you're listening online, you could be listening from anywhere in the world, and I sure do appreciate that for sure. Tonight's show is brought to you by 1950 Clothing Company, a fantastic company that is aligned with our mission and vision on this radio show. 1950 Clothing Company is investing in authentic artists and trying to reclaim the real sound of country music. If you are not familiar with 1950 Clothing Company, check them out. Buy a cap, buy a t-shirt, support these artists making incredible music. If you're a Texas country music fan, you need to embrace 1950 Clothing Company. Let's ride. Here's Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson singing Just Some Things with Mr. Wade Bowen, a former guest on the show. We'll jump right into our interview with the founders of Purpose Coffee after our kickoff song. Jamie Lynn Wilson, Just Some Things. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Well, this motel room don't feel so good. At least not the way I thought it would. Your footsteps coming down the hall Sound so big but feel so small I never thought that I would be this kind Is it too late for me to change my mind? Cause it's just Filled with regret It's like 
There's some things you can't take back Like hurting the one you already have Throw it all away for a kiss filled with regret It's like running for the edge and thinking you'll fly Knowing damn well that it's suicide Baby, please don't look at me like that Echoes in Eternity. I'm Jacob Furr, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Joining me now on the Defining Audacity Radio Show from Dalhart, Texas, the founders of Purpose Coffee, Russell and Julia Williams. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thanks so much. We're excited to talk to you and your audience. I am pumped to talk to you guys because I love what you guys are doing at Purpose Coffee. Let me set this up for my listeners, how this conversation came about. I know Julia through a mutual friend. Julia is a TCU girl, and I used to work at TCU. And a friend of ours introduced us, and we became friends on Facebook. And I've just kind of kept up with Julia from afar. Julia used to live out in Washington, D.C. and do some stuff out there. But she relocated with her husband, Russell, to Dalhart, Texas. And I didn't keep up with you that much, Julia, but you would show up in my newsfeed from time to time. I, I was aware of what was going on. They have a new child. I knew that. And then one day on my Facebook newsfeed, this thing called Purpose Coffee shows up. Now, if you listen to this radio show on a regular basis, you know we always say live on purpose. That's what we're trying to inspire people to do. Live on purpose. So I was like, what is this? So I click on it and then I started stalking you. I got into it and I looked at what you guys were doing with Purpose Coffee and I read all about it and it is phenomenal. And I'm so excited you guys have agreed to come on the radio show and talk about it, share your story. And I'm also excited about the things that we're going to be doing working together with Purpose Coffee and the Defining Audacity radio show. So thanks again. Thank you. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the floor. And you can take some of it and Russell can take some of it. And I've heard this story, but I want you to share with our listeners. How did Purpose Coffee come about? All right. Well, it started about three years ago. Russell and I went on a mission trip to Thailand with our church. And our church had, for several years, supported an orphanage there in Thailand. Um, And it was kids who had been orphaned through a tsunami that had hit the region several years previously. And the orphanage that our church supported has about 25 kids. And then the ministry that is associated with that orphanage uh, supports more orphanages throughout the region as well. And so we got to visit probably 10 different orphanages, both in Thailand and Myanmar. And we just absolutely fell in love with the kids and the people who are running these orphanages and the hearts that they had for, you know, serving these kids, serving their communities and making an impact in their region. As we talked to them, sustainability and funding was obviously a huge concern of theirs. And so we looked at how could we help them fund their work on a long-term basis. And in that region, they were growing coffee. And Thailand is not really known for coffee, but it was actually really delicious. And so we had the idea that we could 
import the coffee into the U.S., roast it and sell it here, and then send all of our proceeds back to the orphanages. So we launched our company about two years ago, and, you know, we imported seven bags of coffee. So that's, what, 900 pounds of coffee? Oh, wow. 60 kilo bags. Yeah. And so, you know, we started roasting the coffee, and we're so nervous, and it was you know, I remember calculating how long it would take us to personally drink that much coffee if this whole idea totally failed. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And luckily, that did not happen. <laughs> and uh, we were able to then kind of expand our site to other regions in the world as well. And so we have imported coffee from several countries in Africa as well as South America and Central America. And we've been able to support different organizations and ministries in those regions as well. And to date, how much have you guys invested in these child wellness programs? Education and the orphanages, water wells, et cetera. How much? We're just shy of $60,000 so far. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, thank you. From Dalhart, Texas. Yeah. That is what that is part of the story that blows my mind. Yeah, we definitely stick out a little bit in Delhart, but I think it's also been such a blessing to be in this community. It is such a giving and supportive community. Several churches and organizations have helped fundraise on our behalf and have spread the message about Purpose Coffee, have shared it with their employees, their friends, their family. And slowly but surely, we are making an impact uh, throughout Texas and even around the country. Uh, We've shipped coffee from California to Virginia, both coasts. That's awesome. How are people finding out about you guys? It's mostly word of mouth. We definitely have a lot of people that are great cheerleaders on our behalf, and they are sharing through social media. During the holidays, we sent out a bunch of different Christmas gifts, both through corporations and businesses and also people that were giving it to their sister or their dad or whoever the coffee lover is in their family. Let's talk about the coffee itself real quick. Were you guys coffee connoisseurs before you went out on this venture? Um, I would say that my blood type is coffee. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I love coffee. Um, When I was a teenager in high school, I told my mom that I wanted to figure out a way that I could have a coffee shop that helped kids. And so this has been a dream of mine for many years. Wow, that's awesome. I've toured all around the country visiting different coffee shops. So like drinking coffee has always been a huge passion, I would say. We did have to learn a lot about actually roasting coffee. And we were really lucky to be introduced to Ryan Wood, who lives in the Dallas area. And he had a roasting company there, and he was formerly a missionary. And so he understood the heart behind our company and... Um, he helped us out so much. He helped to, you know, teach us what to do, taught us about the different equipment, uh, taught us what to look for in coffees whenever we're making those purchasing decisions, um, told us how to, you know, bring out certain characteristics and flavors and beans to, you know, listen to the feedback from our customers. And, you know, some people like the nutty flavors and some people like the fruity flavors and how we can bring those out for all of the different flavors and palates out there. But when you went to Thailand that initial time, this wasn't in the back of your mind. You weren't going to looking for a a business opportunity or a, a philanthropic opportunity like this, were you? We weren't. We were going to serve those kids. Uh, we went to, it was at Christmas time, and so we went and took them Christmas presents, and we were playing with them, and we did shoe outreaches and um, helped paint an orphanage. And so that was our main focus. And, you know, just seeing the coffee there in that region, it was just a light bulb moment. A light bulb moment. That's what you're going to go with? That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> it, was, it was an aha moment. Everything kind of clicked and 
I mean, it's been a lot of work, but also things have just fallen into place so easily to bring this together. I'm giving you the opportunity right now to uh-huh. lean on your faith and to spread your passion in, in, in your belief on this radio show because okay. I, I don't really light bulb thing makes me laugh knowing you, Julia. So, <laughs> I mean, God opened up some amazing doors okay. for you, didn't he? Yes, absolutely. There have been so many times that we have, you know, made the joke, was this Providence or was this God? And absolutely, you know, God has placed the right people, the vision in our hearts, um, the people who are passionate, who have the skills, who have the connections, and who have helped make this dream become a way bigger reality than we ever thought it could be. I think it's fantastic. Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show, the owners, the founders of Purpose Coffee, Russell and Julia Williams. Are you guys at the coffee shop now? We are, yeah. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. You guys just don't sell coffee online. You guys have a storefront in Dalhart, Texas, kind of an expansion of your ministry as well, right? Yes. Uh, So we have a coffee shop that we opened um, in September. We started out that we were roasting and selling you know, both online and out of our church. And it became clear that we needed a bigger facility and a place that was kind of dedicated to what we were doing. And so we opened this coffee shop, although we do say that it's not a coffee shop um, (laughs) because we don't actually sell coffee. Everything is by donation. Uh, But in addition, we have a storefront and we have some of our own merchandise. We have t-shirts and mugs and that kind of stuff. But I've also really become passionate about other companies that have purpose behind them as well. And so we have jewelry and bags and hats and scarves that have been made all around the world by artisans. And um, so everything that we sell, the proceeds of the actual product support, you know, survivors of sex trafficking or women who were abused and found themselves homeless or, you know, all of these other purposes. And then we also donate our proceeds so that we stay true to our mission that all proceeds support our child wellness fund. Talk about the cost breakdown. That's what amazes me. So, like I said, all of our proceeds go to the Child Wellness Fund. So, in a bag of coffee that, you know, our, our large bag of coffee costs $15. And out of that, we're able to send about $5 to the Child Wellness Fund. Um, the way I have it set up is that we automatically send the $5. And then at the end of the year, if we have additional funds left, then we donate those as well. Now, and yeah. something I asked you when we went to lunch, this is is very important because you, you want to be very transparent about this. You guys are not a 501c3 nonprofit. You are a no. for-profit company with a charitable arm. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Uh, the way that our structure is, the IRS wouldn't grant us a 501c3 status. Um, and so we are a for-profit corporation, and we have our child wellness fund that is our charitable fund and so we donate every month the proceeds from our sales to our charitable fund and you guys are working with churches across the maybe across the country to get purpose coffee in there to to help them with their mission trips as well is that right yeah that's right the model of purpose coffee is is really kind of flexible we can take you know the model that we've developed here in Delhart and we can take it to another church doesn't matter where that church is they can either have a missions program or we can drop one in their laps. Um, now, if they have their own missions program, um, they have to follow certain criteria so that the money can go to those programs. Uh, we generally audit uh, the money that, that they raise if they have their own programs. And if they don't have their own programs, we take care of that whole thing for them. We have, you know, projects and programs around the world. They can pick and choose from whichever ones, you know, uh, pull, pull their hearts, heartstrings, and, uh, and we can just drop that into their laps. Now, you guys mentioned this, but I just want to clarify. So 
I can walk into your storefront in Dalhart, downtown Dalhart, and get a cup of coffee, and all you're asking for from me is a donation. That's it. That's it. Can I pick my size? Like, I can get a small, medium, or large? We have we have one size of coffee. We have several different... So, I, like, right now, I'm looking at our shelves. We have um, six different types of coffee, from Ethiopian to Laotian to Tanzanian to Brazilian. And so, if you have a certain one that you like, you know, we have the tasting notes that are in front of the bags, and so you can look at something that's like, oh, this has, you know, chocolate and blueberries in it. That sounds fantastic. And so, we'll make you a single-serving... Uh, immersion brew, um, pour-over type cup of coffee. And, or we also uh, we have beans that we roast specifically for espresso, and we do uh, lattes, whether you want flavor or not. We're pretty limited here. We do caramel and, and, and vanilla. We don't want to get uh, too fancy because that's just, you know, more more and more work that uh, that we have to do. But And more overhead that yeah. takes away from our mission and yeah, our purpose. Overhead. Sure. But, um, yeah, you can get you can get a great uh, cup of coffee. You can put milk in it. You can put sugar in it. I would love that if you would try it black before you did that, just to just to taste the coffee. Spoke, but spoken the like the a, day, a true roaster. I like it. Well, but at the at the end of the day, you know, I want you to enjoy that cup of coffee, and whether if it was you know if it's creamer flavored coffee um, with sugar in it, or whether it's black coffee, it doesn't matter to me um, as long as as long as you're enjoying it. One thing I have learned, because I was a, you know, I like to put milk in my cup of coffee, and I always kind of thought that coffee was coffee, and I loved it, and it had caffeine, and it made me feel good in the morning, but through this process, we've really started to learn about the notes of coffee, and like how the coffees are different, and how even they change between when it's a really warm cup of coffee and when it's a cooler cup of coffee, and the, the flavors can change completely, and so if you try it black first, you know, you can see how different it is once you do add that creamer and that sugar. Um, you know, some of our coffees are fantastic with milk and sugar, and some of them are better black. And so it's been interesting to to see how differently they are and how, you know, how different people perceive them based on what notes and flavors they like. When you guys went to Thailand three years ago and had this idea, did you think three years from then you would be coffee nerds like you are now? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not think that at well, all. Congratulations, because you guys are, and I'm joking, and you know that, but because I think it is awesome what you guys are doing. You can get a fantastic cup of coffee in Dalhart, Texas, or you can order this coffee and have a fantastic cup of coffee wherever you live, and give back in such a powerful way to these children in need across the globe. And I, that's what I think is amazing. And I applaud you guys and, and love your heart. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Tell people the best way to find out information about Purpose Coffee. Definitely our website, purposecoffeeco.com. Uh, we have a blog that I update periodically, and it also connects to our Facebook page, which I do update a little bit more often. But on Facebook, you or on our website, sorry, you can read about our coffee. You can read about our purpose. Um, you can read about how you can get involved. And it also connects to our online store if you want to order coffee. Definitely check them out. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Get busy living or get busy dying. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to start living on purpose. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Are you a musician or a true music lover? Well, there's a new clothing company that supports local musicians and trying to keep country music country. 1950 Clothing Co. 
1950 Clothing Co. is inspired by the legendary sounds of classic and outlaw music. Their designs are understated, sincere, and classic the way country music used to be. To purchase or learn more about 1950 Clothing Co., you can visit them on the web at 1950clothingco.com. Again, that's 1950clothingco.com. A portion of the proceeds of each sale goes to support authentic local country artists. Steering country music back to its roots, one t-shirt at a time. If you can dream it, you can do it. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to stop saying I'll do it tomorrow and start living on purpose. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Once again, a big shout out to the founders of Purpose Coffee, Russell and Julia Williams. Excited about the partnership between Purpose Coffee and the Defining Audacity radio show. I think it's going to be fantastic for everybody, a win-win-win situation. Again, I encourage all my listeners to check out Purpose Coffee. You can go to their website. You can look them up through Facebook. A tremendous cause and allegedly a fantastic cup of coffee. I can't wait to get my Brazilian roast in the mail. It's on its way. Just a reminder, if you would like to hear that interview with Russell and Julia Williams in its entirety, we go into their goals, dreams, and aspirations. We talk lifeless and bucket list. You can download that podcast right now through Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcast from. You can hear the interview with the founders of Purpose Coffee. Check that out. All right. Coming up next on the Defining Audacity radio show, we have our interview with Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson, a fantastic singer-songwriter. So excited about sharing this conversation with you guys. I will let you know the the audio on this interview is not fantastic. We did it from the chalet or cafeteria at the bottom of the ski slopes in Red River, New Mexico. So the audio is a little, it's not perfect. How about that? We're going to play another song from Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson leading up to that interview. This is her song, Moving Along, on the Defining Audacity radio show. I'm happy when I'm losing it Doing all I can to quit The one thing that just tears me down It builds me up, turns around And knocks me to the other end And feeds me till I'm whole again I'm tired
This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we give you permission to put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight and start living on purpose. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Joining me now on the Defining Audacity Radio Show from the Chalet in Red River, New Mexico, a fantastic singer-songwriter. I saw her live for the first time last night, Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson. Jamie, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. We are here for the Red River Songwriters Festival. This is my first time to come to this, and it's been so kick butt awesome. And I had touch base with Jamie to try to try to lock her down to do an interview with me, and I'm so excited for you doing this. Me too. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I have a couple things to throw out to you. I saw you live last night for the first time. Yeah. I think you're awesome. Thank you. I think your sound is amazing. You're very genuine. That's the adjective that kept coming to my mind. <laughs> but that smile of yours, girl, is so infectious. Yes. It, it's awesome. Well, I love what I do. It's fun. I want to ask you out of the gate a question that my wife asked me after we saw Drew Kennedy in concert in Godly, Texas. Okay. Drew's awesome. I'm a huge fan. I kind of have a man crush on him. Okay. Doesn't everybody. Doesn't everybody. We get back in the car, my wife looks at me and she goes, why isn't that guy famous? Yeah. I said, I don't know. And I took the question as, why doesn't everybody love Drew Kennedy like I love Drew Kennedy? Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you. Aw, thanks. Are you famous? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I don't, I'm not. But, you know, I think that some people aren't famous because... I mean, Drew could answer this for himself, but I doubt that Drew wants to be famous. You know, there are some people that get into this to be famous, to be stars. And then there are some people that get into it because not that we can't do anything else, but even if we were working at the bank, we would still be doing this. You know, sometimes songs and and words and poetry and music are just inside of you so much that you have to get it out somehow it's and so we would do it anyway so we might as well do it in front of people (laughs) and we might as well see if we can you know connect with i was i was telling somebody last night i was playing a show the other day at the bugle boy in lagrange and it's a really great little listening room and for some reason during this one song i just thought what a strange job i have you know, I was sitting there, like, I'm up there completely by myself, just spewing nonsense. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say before I say it ever. And I'm, like, digging myself a hole, trying to climb out of this hole that I've made for myself with my jokes or whatever. I'm, like, I'm swimming, trying to figure out a way back Everybody's around. Laughing. Everybody's laughing. And, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, these people made an entire evening to come and see me play my songs that I made up and make dumb jokes. And they, you know, presumably went out. Like, someone, I asked, how far did you drive to come here? Because LaGrange is a tiny little town. And about half of them came from Austin, some from San Antonio, some from Houston. That's an hour and a half. They took their whole evening to come and watch me be a clown, you know? Have you ever thought that before? I mean, every once in a while, I think, like, what a weird thing, you know? But that night, for some reason, it just hit me. But what's so cool about it is that we need to do it. We need to write songs and sing songs and make melodies and because we need to in ourselves. And those and the people that would drive an hour and a half to go to a show need it too. So we're completely different in our needs, but they're so compatible. I'm way up here by myself with this light on me and they're sitting in the dark, but we're having this intimate moment 
through words and songs and melodies and and hopefully something that I say touches them and and the way that they receive it touches me and it's so weird <laughs> but it's cool you know say it's cool it's a um, it's a codependent relationship you know we need each other and uh, and it's a it's a really great part of life, you know. So maybe you're not famous, per se, but are you successful? Then? Uh, and yes, in my terms, you know, everybody has success defined by their own terms, you know. But I want to be able to make a living making music and to keep doing it. Like, I didn't set out in the beginning. I got a guitar when I was in college, and then I learned how to play it, and then I started writing songs, and then I just never stopped. So there was never a point in my life where I went, this is my goal, and I want to be here in 10 years or whatever. A lot of people do that, and I should have done that, but I didn't. I just never stopped. And then, you know, oh, I guess it's time to make another record. Okay, cool. So success to me <laughs> is just not having to stop. I want to be able to do it and to, to make a living and to make it worth it. Now I've got a little bit higher standards because I have three children, so I have to... Now I go, okay, well, I have to make it worth it. Like, I have to, every, like, I'm not going to go play some little bar that I used to play because now I have to get babysitters and I have to line this up. And, like, there's so many moving parts to me playing one show. So now success is being able to choose what I do and make them great. And so, so this part of my life, these last couple years, have been really rewarding and because I make sure that everything that I do is going to be great <laughs> you know every venue that I go to is going to be great and and even if it is some little dive bar that's cool too but there are other factors it either has to be really fun or a lot of people or a lot of money those are my three things like one of those they make it worth it for me you know you'd be surprised how many things are worth it <laughs> there are so many things I want to talk to you about and you brought up two of them during that my monologue your monologue right there <laughs> the first thing is songwriting okay. I've been doing this show for about 18 months and I've had some incredible guest song singer songwriters and mm-hmm. songwriting intrigues me to know and I have a life list of 55 things I want to do in 555 days and writing a song is on there okay I don't play the guitar I don't okay. play the piano you can do it that's what, that's what Wade Bowen said yeah said everybody you can, can do song, it but not everybody can write a good song so, right I love and a lot of people that write good songs write really bad songs too you gotta get through that's, those first. That takes some pressure off me. I like yeah. that. My question for you is: as I was prepping for this interview, I saw your video with Wade. Oh yeah. That's a cool song. Thank you. And I didn't know how I was going to ask this question. Okay. About songwriting, if you have to go through something to be able to write a song about it, and that hold on. Let me finish. Okay. That song is okay. about cheating on your significant other. Being tempted, other. yeah. So, last night I'm watching your show and you're talking about murdering somebody. So, <laughs> don't have to ask you having an affair. Right, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Ask, I can ask you a different way. Now, have you ever killed anybody? <laughs> no. And, 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 and you don't have to have killed somebody to write a song like that. Right. You know, you just have to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a second. And I knew that was the answer. Probably. Yeah, but, but also, like, there was this man in in San Marcos named Kent Finley who owned a bar called Cheatham Street Warehouse and he was a mentor to pretty much everybody that is here in one way or another and he used to say that all songs contain truth it just doesn't have to be the truth so if you can tap into something that maybe somebody else has felt or tell a cool story or you know 
John Grisham writes novels. He doesn't live through that stuff. That's you know, Flannery O'Connor wrote really crazy, dark short stories. <laughs> she didn't live through that stuff. You know, you know, sometimes I, I try to do exercises where I just see somebody in a restaurant and try to make up a story about them. Go, I wonder what that guy's name is. I wonder what he did. His wife's probably in the next store. He, you know, like and, and I, I try to do that with my kids, too, to help them foster the ability to, you know, what do you think that person's name is? Why do you think they're here? What do you, you know? Where do you think they live? And we used to do that at the bar with my buddy. Yeah, and and That's if a you great can, thing to do with your kids. yeah, if you can just try to make them have an imagination, and it's the same thing with us. And 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 honestly, like a lot of my songs are personal. Like most of them are. I think that the best ones are, in my opinion. But then I run out of material, you know. Especially once you get happy and settled, and your life is good. Like most great songwriters that you know. They're not. <laughs> you know, think about all the really famously awesome songwriters, you know, Hank Williams and Towns Van Zant and all of these people who you go, oh, yeah, I don't want that life. I don't want to do that, you know. I don't want to screw up that bad, you know. So I start leaning on my friends sometimes. Like, I've got a few songs that are about friends of things that they're going through or a story that I heard one time or, you know, you just try to... Think of something interesting, something you make a cool story around. I think you guys have an amazing gift to to take words, to take a thought, to take a moment and turn it into a three, four, five minute song. It's unbelievable to me, and I, I kind of geek out about it. Like you guys, like I love it when you guys set the song up, mm-hmm. where it came from, and then you sing it. I'm like, that. Awesome. I yeah, like, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a talker. <laughs> you are, and I like that. But you're so engaging. When you're up on stage and you're telling the stories, I watch how the crowd reacts to you as well. They hang on your every word. They were a great crowd last night. It was really fun. So it's 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 really, really awesome. Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show from Red River, New Mexico, was Jamie Lynn Wilson. Okay, so let's talk about being a mom. All right. I can tell, and I, and I keep up with you on, on social media, you love being a mommy, don't you? I love having kids. I love it. Like, I love, like, being pregnant and having babies. And, like, if I didn't do this as a career, I'd have eight of them. Wow, okay. You know, like, I love it so much. I'd be a, I'd have some chickens and some, you know, <laughs> live in the country and be barefoot and pregnant all my life. But I'm not. I can, <laughs> you know, well, I have three of them, and they're great i have two little girls and a little boy the little girls are in ski lessons right now they've never skied before it's negative five outside so that should be but they just ran off see you, they did they were like later i got them all bundled up and sent them sent them along their way but yeah my kids are like people ask me a lot how i can do it how i can travel and sometimes it's like how do you do that how who takes care of your kids and sometimes it's like how can you do that how can you leave your children you know it's two different ways of number one i'm surrounded by an army of saints my husband is amazing we've been married 12 years and he i was doing this before we met and so he knows the whole thing you know this is what we got ourselves into you travel and i stay home you know and then his mom lives next door my mom my parents are here with me right now my mom with every kid came on the road with me for the first year so like for the first year the baby comes with me never leaves me and then after about 16 17 months then they start staying home for a day or two at a time or 
kind of got a little rhythm happening now <laughs> with a, a pattern. But now I've scheduled my stuff in blocks so that I can be home for longer periods of time and I can be home for weekends because I like taking them to Sunday school and I like having dinner after church and I like being able to see my husband on the weekend when he's not working. You know, I like to be able to be home and our job's on the weekends. So now I do where I go out for at least four or five days at a time and then I stay home like through a weekend, like seven or ten days and then I go out again and then I stay home. So with that being said, they can't really come with me that much anymore because they're in school. They can't miss seven days. You know, they're missing school right now, but because um, sometimes I pick and choose when they leave school. It's an interesting position that I'm in because I'm the mom, and that sounds like it's a, you know, moms and dads are supposed to be equal or whatever, but... Oh, no, they're not. They're- you know, like, like I'm the mom. Like, if you if you have a bad dad if your dad's gone a lot or you know kids like maybe you screw up in high school or you know blame daddy issues or whatever like yeah if you have a bad mom then you like cut people up and put them in the fridge <laughs> like that's yeah. a lot of pressure you know yeah. like well what happened to him well his mom <laughs> left and you know <laughs> yeah his mom he must have you know yeah but so but in my opinion the more people that love your children, and the better it is for the child. So when I leave, I know that they're being loved and probably treated better than when I'm home. <laughs> you know, like they're staying with granny and they're staying with an aunt. You know, they're getting to go and do things and they're being loved just as much when I'm gone. They feel love from everybody else. It's not like they're staying with a random babysitter when I'm... So they trust people. And they're not afraid to go to ski school by themselves. And they're very independent. And and I'm very proud of that. I start raising them from the get-go to be independent. Like, I, from the beginning, fly, little birdie. <laughs> you know, like, go. Like, oh, you can sit up and, and eat solid food? Cool, you can feed yourself. Here's a banana. You know, I'm going to be over here. <laughs> you know, like, figure it out. And we do a lot of figure it out. And because of that, like, they are really well-adjusted and know how to talk to grown-ups, and they know how to listen, and, and they act up. They're a little, you know, jerks sometimes. But for the most part, like, I'm really proud of the way that Roy and, and I and our Army of Saints, it takes a village, and we use our village. Joining me on the Defining Audacity radio show from Red River, New Mexico, Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson. Jamie, what I want to do now is ask you the question that I ask everybody that comes on the Defining Audacity radio show, and I'm going to set it up, especially for my first-time listeners. Every week we try to inspire people to live on purpose. We want people to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. We feel like that's naive and ignorant because there are no guarantees there'll be a tomorrow. We want people to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. We want people to start living a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. And we use lifeless or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. So, Miss Jamie Lynn Wilson from the slopes of Red River, New Mexico, do you have a lifeless or a bucket list? I don't think so. I don't think I do. I was thinking about that. And I, I gave Jamie the heads up that I was going to ask. Yeah, that. I was thinking. I mean, I thought about it for about two seconds, but I didn't want to think about it too far. I didn't no, but I didn't want to think it too too far through because if I do, then I get turned around. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, eh, I don't think so. Like, sure, I've got some goals and I've got things that would be really cool to do. But I was actually talking to Jason Eady about this at Steamboat and Cody Braun, too, all three of us. And there is no way 
that I would have put Sing Merle Haggard songs with Susie Boggess on a bucket list. But that happened. <laughs> like, there's some things that, like, like, if I made a list and went, these are the things that I want to do, then maybe doing that makes me not experience these other things because I'm focused on something else. Okay, I'm going to jump right in. Okay. Because I've, this comes up a lot. Okay. And this is what I tell people all the time. Again, I have a life list of 55 things to do in 555 days. And not once, and I've done this for like eight years, not once has somebody asked me to do something like sing Merle Hagger songs right. with Susie Boggers. Where you Susie, say no. <laughs> where I said, no, oh, right. that's not on my life list. Right. I can't do that. I'm right. sorry. Right. What it has done, though, is make me more aware of opportunities like that. Right. I just have a plan of things that I want to do. And there some are little things mm-hmm. and some are big things. But never in a million years have I turned something down, especially like that. Right. What I was thinking is that, like, what if I had something on my bucket list, like, go to the whatever cruise that's happening at the same time as Steamboat? So I choose to go do that because it's on my list. But I would have been here doing this instead. And that would have never happened if I'd have been focused on going to Kayamo or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I would love to do that. Would, and if the opportunity presents itself, I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> but but also, I think that that my lifestyle creates those opportunities. No it's hard to say that I don't have a bucket list because I'm living it. Like, I'm doing it. I take risks. And I go, sure, that'd be fun. Let's do it. You know, and and I, I, I guess my bucket list is just to try to not to say no too much. <laughs> you know, I wanted I wanna do things and I so I put myself in a career, in a position to be able to experience really great things. Like I stood next to Robert Plant one time and watched Patty Griffin sing at Harley Strictly Bluegrass Festival with Robert Plant <laughs> going, I never would have thought this would happen ever, ever, ever in a million years. This is crazy, you know, and just so many, like I went to Europe for two weeks with Sonny and went and stood at the top of the Alps, like rode a gondola up to the top of the Alps and just sat there at the, you know, quite literally the top of the world, metaphorically and literally, you know, going, this is my life. Like, this is my life. How cool. You know, and it's because when somebody said, hey, do you want to come and tour Switzerland? I could put together a tour for you. I said, yes. I would love to do that. And and then we got three days off, so we looked at the map and went, I don't know, we could go to Austria and do the Sound of Music tour and go see Mozart's house where he was born. And so we did. And then Sonny and I were talking on the way out of Austria going, I would have never put Austria on my bucket list. Like, everybody has Rome and Spain and go to, you know, I want to go see these great whatever famous things. Like, I would have never chosen Austria, and it was the most beautiful place I've ever seen. It was great. It was, and and we did it just because we could. That's the life that we've chosen. You know, I have a list every day of things that I have to do. That's a to do list. Hey, but whenever those things get accomplished, I feel on top of the world. No Guess what? I start calling my friends. I did all of the things on my list today. <laughs> okay. I love your answer, and I've heard that answer before. Can I challenge you? Yeah. Again, 55 things in 555 days. I'm not asking you to make a list like that. Yeah. That's awesome. What about three things that you want to do, and we can we can even break it down. Okay. Something you want to do with your husband, one thing. 
something you can do with your kids and something you can do with one of your peers in the the scene. Think of it like that. Just be intentional about it. Stop for half a second. Be like, what is it that I want to do with Courtney Patton, who I know you're friends with? Or who do I, you know, what do I want to do with, with Roy, your husband? And I'm not saying make a list that locks you down or that limits you or that doesn't allow you to live life. But just be intentional about some things that you want to do. That's what we want people to do. Because people people aren't as lucky as you. Like, you have to do that. You have to. Like, for example, I want, in the summertime, I'm trying to book a tour all the way through Colorado and up through Wyoming and Montana so that I can take my kids with me and, like, have an RV and just take kids with me and go to Yellowstone. Why can't that be on a... That's a lifeless item. That's awesome. But for me, it's like... It's, I mean, I can't make life lists where I want this to happen someday. I have to go. I'm going to make this happen in, in two months. You know, like I have, I have to make it now. Like I go, okay, cool. You know what would be cool if we went to Yellowstone? The kids are at a good age to do that. They've been there before when they're babies, but they'd really like it now. So what's my tour that can get me there? <laughs> And so that's what I do. Vision and action. It's, that's what we talk about all the time. We're not saying throw right. bucket list things out there, guys. Right. Sit around and hope that. Right. No, you have to do it. Like exactly. it's if you don't, like that's why it's hard for me to go. Someday I'd like to, you know. Sure, would I like to take Roy to Europe? I think so, <laughs> but that's probably not going to happen. So, just because he, you know, he has to stay home and work. He owns his own business. So. He gets a couple vacations a year, and we have them, and we go, you know. So I have to do something that's realistic that I can do and then do it. Of course, I have goals and dreams and things that I want to do, but I get them done. So they're not dreams for long. So they have to be dreams You know, they're... So that's why I have a hard time. And it's the same concept of... Is the same concept of what do you get your husband or wife for Christmas? Whenever there's, whenever people are grown-ups and they need something, they go get it. I can never think of one thing to get Roy for Christmas because he needs nothing. We live a modest life. We live within our means. If he needs a wrench, he's going to go buy a wrench. You know, and he doesn't need a fancy one. He just, you know, if, he, if I need a vacuum cleaner, I go buy it. I go get it. Like, so I never have anything to get for him because he never needs it. You know, like he goes, he takes care of himself. So I don't have big dreams of things that I want to do because I have a lot of small ones and I get them done. Like they don't stay that way. You know, like it's, I don't have anything. It's like, well, I've always wanted to blah, blah, blah. You know, you are one of the hardest interviews that I've ever had on the Divine Audacity radio show. But again, I love everything that you're saying. And let's use the gift metaphor. Let's okay. keep that going. Okay. And I agree. I feel the same way. Yeah. You're a grown up. If you need something, go get it. Right. But also, we don't need anything fancy. Like, I don't want diamond earrings. I just don't. I don't want them. They don't seem functional to me. So he doesn't get me diamond earrings. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, we're not a normal couple that, like, oh, yeah, what do husbands like? I don't know. What, I don't even know what they like. You know what we want? What? I'm gonna, uh, Love and respect. Well, yes. <laughs> but we want you to, to pay attention to that one-off comment that we made in March or April. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not a, a wrench or a 
widget or a something tangible, uh-huh. but it's something that we can almost like a memento, something that kind of touches our soul a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, I write my husband songs. That's a cool gift. <laughs> I write songs for him. I, that's really cool. I want my wife to write me a song. I want to make her put that on her bucket list. But it's it's about stopping for half a second. Yeah, appreciating each other, appreciating each other. That's part of it, but it's also stopping for half a second and be like, what could I get in that would really be powerful and meaningful? And it's the same thing with the Life Lister Bucket List about stopping for half a second and just thinking about forward thinking, whether it's a trip to the East Coast with Courtney Patton or a trip to to Red River. Well, you know what I always end up kind of doing with him is like getting a really cool picture of the kids and doing something like put it in his office or or a coffee mug with all their handprints on it or, you know, something like that. And that's what he gets. He likes it. That's what he gets. I don't know. We just were weird. Like, I don't even think that we got anything for Christmas. Oh, we bought each other trees this year for Christmas. That's cool. Yeah. He got me some mountain laurels, and I got him some lemon trees. So that was our Christmas. (laughs) That's really cool. It worked. It worked. And you know what's really sad is a lot of people listening to this interview, they aren't that way. They don't live life that way. If If they want something... They say, I'll just get it tomorrow. Right. And, then, and they're using that BS excuse and just putting it off and putting it off. And what happens right. is you wake up. You can't up- do that. You can't do, like, I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, that's what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't have those things that I want to do in a year or two years because why not just do them now? And I know that in in a lot of cases it's, you know, like, I'm lucky because if I want to go to New York, I can book gigs there. So I don't have to, like, I don't have to worry about, like, I still have to pay for my flights or whatever. But, but like, I don't, I know that a lot of people monetarily can't just go to the Alps or whatever. Like, I'm lucky. I got paid to go there because I've created my life to where I get to go on paid vacations like that, you know. And it's awesome. It's great. But even something so small, like, I don't even know, but... Just something that you want to do with your husband or wife or whatever. Just do it. Like, if you want to... Like, like people act like kids are such a burden and you can't do anything now because I have kids. Well, now I have kids. I can't do... No, that's not even... You just have to put your kids in a car seat. I don't know. I just... That's not an excuse and it makes me irritated whenever people say that. Because if you really, really think about it, it's just an excuse. And and I said that to to Roy... I tried to get him to come with me to Switzerland and he was like I just can't I just can't go I just can't go and I was like okay cool I had friends I have two friends who just died when they were 40 he probably he probably would have gone with his wife to Switzerland if he had the chance you know and and Roy's like I know he still didn't go but it was a long trip you know and it was two weeks, and that would have been really hard. So my mom came instead, and it was great because she had never been either, and that was one of her things that she wanted to go to Europe, and and so I was able to take her with me, and it was she was the best travel partner, and she just soaked it all in and loved it so much, and is ready to go back, and 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 I'm glad to be able to take her places like that with me, you know, to do her bucket list because she wanted to go to Europe and she wanted to go to Germany, and we went. <laughs> Okay, so along those lines, 
It's been said that making a life list or bucket list is the most selfish thing a person can do because it's all about me, 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 me. We're trying to turn that on its head to a certain degree. We're, we're all about, hey, be intentional. Put some things down that you want to do. Go do those things. Take those steps to go do them. But our initiative is a little bit different also. Making a list is fun. Marking stuff off is great. Put it on Facebook. Yay, me. Skydive. Yay. Right. But to help somebody else mark something off their life list or bucket list is life-changing. And yes. that's what we really put an emphasis on. That's what warms my heart. So I say all that to you to say this. If you do, put some things down on paper. I don't care if it's two things. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. Okay. Because maybe I can help you mark it off. Maybe not, but maybe so. Will you do me that favor, though, if you write some stuff down? Of course. Okay. Of course I will. I have a funny feeling you're not going to. Of course I will. If I write something down, I'm not really good at writing things down. You write songs down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what's on my to-do list on my phone. Here, I'll tell you what's on it. Where are my reminders? Show completed. I've done all of these things. I got my hair done, finished paperwork, I made gloveys. Yeah. See, I do things. I make lists and do them. <laughs> and, and, and one thing that I want to clear up, these aren't things that are pie in the sky 15, 20 years from now. Okay. These are little things that you can do with other people in your life. Just put it down. And maybe you're going to accomplish it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But, hey, you put it down on paper just a reminder to say, hey, I want to go jump in the leaves with Courtney Patton or I want to take the kids to this particular restaurant in in South Texas or or whatever it is. So, okay, so will you do me a favor? Yes. Get your phone back out with your to-do list on it. My reminders. And we're going to start your life list. It's going to be one thing. Okay. Just one thing. Are you going to tell me what it is? I'm going to tell you what to put on your life list. Okay. This is not normally how it works. Okay. But for you, this is is how it's going to go. (laughs) Help one person mark something off their life list. Okay. Got it. That's it. That's the, that is Jamie Lynn Wilson's life list now is to help one other person mark something off their right, license. Now you have to tell me what your list is so I can help you mark it off. Okay, I'll send you my list. 55 okay. things in 555 okay. days. But listen, what that does, it makes you aware. It makes you have conversations with people about their goals, dreams, and well, aspirations. It makes you be intentional with what you're doing, you know? Yes, it does. It's great. Okay, so I love it. So when you help that person, and it could be something big, it could be something little, will you come back on the show and just share that experience? We won't talk for 45 minutes. We'll talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> I told you I like to talk. I'm a talker. That's okay. I love it. I love it. It's been great. I've loved this interview. As hard as it's been, I love this like interview. trying to pull out of me. Like, come on, but you've got to want to do something. It's going to be a success when you're driving back home. And you think about it for 30 seconds, or you have a conversation with your husband. Like, I had this interview with this guy about lifeless or bucket list. What the heck? That That's mission accomplished. Or you're talking to your mom about it. Or the cool thing is, if you're talking to your girls about it. Now, your son's probably too young, but the girls. Yeah. And saying, hey, what's something you guys want to go do? Because one of the coolest things I ever did, when my son was four years old, I took him camping. Just the two of us. And because it was on my list to do that. And we sat in the tent that night and we made a list for him. And now he talks about his life list. Daddy, can we add that to my life list? Can we add that to my bucket list? And and he understands goals and he understands accomplishing those goals and taking steps to accomplish those goals. So if any of those things happens, this interview, this 45 minutes in the cafeteria at Red River was a success (laughs) for me. Okay. It should be a success anyway, Drew. This was fun. Jimmy Lynn Wilson. If if you're not familiar with Jamie's music, check her out. She's phenomenal. Again, the adjective genuine comes to mind because 
that's what you are. You're real, and that's <laughs> and that's what I love about you, and that's what makes your music speak to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being kick ass awesome. Thank you for sitting down with me. And if there's anything we can ever do for you, just say the word. Okay. Well, it's nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Every week, we try to inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life using life lists or bucket lists to accomplish that goal. We want you to live on purpose. Join us next week on the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.